Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today is actually the 13th episode, which closes out season one. I can't believe we're already here, but it's been so much fun creating this each week to share with you. I hope you've taken something away from this energy exchange and can really apply it to your own life. And I hope you feel inspired after listening to these episodes. On today's episode, you'll be meeting Mimi Abintra, a visual artist and founder of We The Love, currently based in Georgia, Eastern Europe. We The Love documents magnificent and mind-blowing stories of the underground scene. It highlights humans of diverse ethnicity, age, and identity in their natural habitat, paired with established unique idiomatic expressions, significant in Georgian language and culture. We The Love has a great impact and influence on new generations as they relate to depicted imagery on a personal level. It replicates the heartbeat of today's society, mostly escapists, under the best light and from a very specific angle, which evokes pure emotions and amplifies the love of life. Today, we discuss more about We The Love, synchronicities, creative downloads, and much more. This visual artist, Musai, is amused to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at we underscore the underscore love. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Mimi Abintra on Musai Collective. Hi, Mimi. How are you? It's so good to see you today. You look so beautiful, and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy to be here virtually, but still energetically. I know. So just to give everyone a little bit of background here, we actually met in the fall of 2019 when I was in New York City with Ellen Alien, who was a DJ from Berlin that I was working with at the time. And you were actually doing some press shots for her. And I remember we went out in Brooklyn and we just like did some street shots. And there was a time where we were just sitting out front of the hotel and just like chit-chatting. And then you started sharing with me about We The Love and all of the layers of it. And I was just enamored. And here we are, almost two years later. Now we're going to get into it and talk about your story and what We The Love is and all the little layers of this onion. So let's start off with having you share the origin of We The Love and, you know, where did this concept come from and how has this ultimately transformed your life and other people's lives as this revolution of the soul within people's hearts? So ultimately, when I like look at it in my mind, We The Love truly like takes roots in my first ever creative project, which was a solo exhibition I did back in 2014. And it was entitled Extraterrestrial, which was like a sequence series of paintings accompanied by quotes extracted from my thoughts. And uh, three years down the road, uh, We The Love was born. And at that time, like it just happened so naturally, this progression of my self-expression that I wasn't uh, connecting the dots. It wasn't until like later on that I, I, I saw the connection and how it so naturally progressed from like the concept and style of what I was doing in my work in the paintings kind of like transitioned into my work with photography and what uh, we the love came to be, and at that time, I was, you know, predominantly my surroundings were the underground culture. I had quite recently been introduced to the scene, and it had given me such freedom to 
explore uh, new perceptions within myself and without myself. And also simultaneously, I was working, like doing my photography work full time. And just like anything else that has such an impact on my life and inspires me as that like moment in my life did, uh, I was inspired to kind of like transforming sort of like to to combine it with my creative work. And that being mainly my photography work, that's just how it came about because I was just so in love with the atmosphere where I was spending most of my free time, which was this underground like techno world that I just wanted to document that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I guess the connection of how it, it, it like kind of tied up together is in a sense of like my style and how I create and when I create what it is I put behind it, which comes purely from from myself within and so if you take a look at we the love it's just like documentary photography accompanied also by these quotes which are again extractions from my thoughts that I, I will get into that more later it's just the the birth of it has been a very a much so paralleled with this natural progression evolution of not just my art, but also of my soul, Mm -hmm. which just so happened to resonate with so many people. And it just grew on its own into this sort of community that I am so like grateful for. And it's like every single day, it, it shows me a new direction as much as I show it a new direction. It literally grew a life of its own Yes, <laughs> with this community. So why is this such a movement in a place somewhere like Georgia in Eastern Europe, everybody? Um, and what is your main demographic and how are you bridging the gap between the old and the new? So the name in itself, it speaks for itself. The main concept, the core idea is love and cultivating ways to allow it to flow freely within and without. And I believe uh, we have, as humanity, have lost touch or either that or we have yet to acquire ways to allow for that to happen. And that is something that's not just anywhere specific, but I feel and I sense a deep inner craving for that all over the world, you know, and Mm -hmm. Georgia just happens to be the place where my work took roots, possibly because that's where my roots are. And that's just where it's sort of coming together from. However, I believe this is something that is a worldwide concept and not just something specifically for Georgia. It's just how its progression is happening. It just is mainly being understood here at this time. And the the youth of Georgia is the main demographic right now who have kind of like united under this idea under this umbrella we the love and the exploration of and it, it all the, this whole process and the concept due to the fact that it has been like such natural progression and absolutely like I, I never planned for it to kind of form into this thing anything beyond me just like documenting mm-hmm. <laughs> my surroundings and it just truly parallels like my journey back to myself Mm -hmm. and it's a process that I'm going through and I am 
in my own way, sharing it with the people who you know, stumble upon or either that or they're introduced through me to this platform I've created and uh, that they find it resonates with them and their journey as well. And at this time, the, you know, Georgian youth being the main demographic, it like very closely resonates with me and like who I am and where I come from. So that means a lot to me, especially in the beginning of the whole (laughs) process. Yeah, for sure. Well, when I look through the We Love Instagram page, I see just a rainbow of characters. And I'm just wondering, did you have some kind of connection with these people? Like, did you meet them? Was there some kind of energy exchange? How did the photographs come about? Was it natural, organic? For sure. Every single encounter, I believe just that large is uh, is an exchange, an energy exchange. And especially with We The Love, it's definitely like every single image you see there, every single person, it's been like energetic collaboration. And whether it's somebody I already know, somebody I just like spot out on the, like wherever I'm at and I just like go up to them or they come up, uh, takes the form of this like collaborative thing where you know, they contribute to my vision and I contribute to the way they're presenting themselves. you know, it's, it's a very special process. And that moment in itself, every single time, like it's so powerful. It is very difficult. If you've ever encountered its occurrence, uh, it's very difficult to ignore them. That energy carries over also in the images. You know, if you take a look, it's, it's very obvious that it, carries a certain kind of energy and that's what really that's what it is it just like aligning in a space and time with somebody and just in a moment creating something that is documentary but also it's it it has a touch of uh, constructing a scene on the Mm -hmm. spot yeah and I think this is why your page and we the love is so special because I thought I saw you in action doing this when we were in New York at the basement that night and Ellen was playing and I, you, but that night you had your disposable camera. Do you always use the disposable camera? Yeah. So that's um, from the very beginning of this project. For some reason, I just decided that that was going to be the, like, I'm only photographing We The Love with disposable cameras. And I cannot tell you how many I have just like gone through. I love this because it's like, there's no, there's no filters. There's no, you know, oh, I didn't like that one. Take another one. It's like, actually you're capturing the moment in the now and for what it is. And that's it. Like one shot guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It does. I, I absolutely love that. And every single time, like I'm about to get a scanned film back. It's, it's like Christmas. You know what? <laughs> I do miss that going to get your film developed. <laughs> it's, it's like really exciting. <laughs> In the recent times, though, like soon after I began the project, it became such like uh, it became like a huge trend. This whole like film photography and disposal and many people are doing it. And it's it kind of is like reawakening that excitement. Which yeah. Is, no surprise. People are so attracted to it because the, the, the technology era we live in today, it's like such a. It's like bringing it back to the basics, back to the roots, like this is the camera, you know, and you have to wait till it's developed. (laughs) And that is ultimate. That's like the original filter. Like that's what, I don't know if you... Yes. Yes. 
Instagram first like came out, the whole thing was like they had this like very Polaroid aesthetic. And yes. All these filters that we would all use every time. No, I know. You can see where it goes back. <laughs> so it's like it's circle of life, man. It's just yeah. Like, no, I know. And you know what? I love the look too. Yeah. No. The flow. It, it just like, I don't know, the grain, the color, everything, it just captured. And I mean, like film in general, of course, like disposable film is not like medium format, you know, but still, regardless of what kind of film you're using, it just like, what Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. And the, yeah, and on We the Love, that's like a strict policy. Like none of the images get touched. At mm-hmm. most, they get craft eight by four because Instagram doesn't let you post like the, the longer version. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And yeah, we made it on the page too from that night. Yeah. And I think you posted, you posted that during the pandemic of like like once upon a time something like this. Yeah, I remember it saying something like this. The the group picture. Yeah, the group picture at the end of the night. Yeah. Also, did I? Uh, I have a picture of you with the moon. <gasps> have I posted did, that? I don't. Did you post that? I'm I remember. Sure. I remember taking that. Yes. You remember the moment? Yes. Hello. Yeah. It was like sunrise, but the moon was still up. It was like six. Yeah, I remember the birds. There were so many birds. <laughs> the, birds. the birds. Okay, Mimi, tell everybody about your bird situation. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I feel like everybody already knows this. <laughs> Literally, I have people like encountering like flock of birds flying over and like either sharing on their story and tagging with the love or sending it to me. And they're like, maybe I saw your birds today. And I'm yeah, like, I would do that in Toronto. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just keep seeing flocks of birds. recording from you that you're telling me about it. And I, I love that's like, I treasure <laughs> that like little, uh, voice thing. I, <laughs> I love it. So basically it's the one of my signs from the universe it's one of the ways that universe communicates with me and that I communicate with a universe I have these birds and it's not any bird I see (laughs) it's like when I see my birds I know they're my birds you know deliver some kind of mess message and it's like very difficult to explain uh, but it just they just show up at a very specific time they fly in a very specific order it's just kind of like morse code with birds mm-hmm. i don't we know we saw those birds that morning i i knew and then you explained this to me and i was like oh my gosh okay yeah, i and i i also receive signs in my own ways yeah if i'm going through some sort of like misalignment like they will be flying in misalignment it's like uh-huh. it's okay <laughs> there's <special>. spirit animals <laughs> yeah so, okay. So just to go back to We Did Love, how has this passion project made a profound impact on your life personally? And would you say that your spiritual awakening and We Did Love were simultaneous? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like anything I create is in sync with my spiritual evolution and it goes back in time. However, like when I look back at it, it the, to give it an, an analogy, I would uh, say it's like something going from a state of being like super transparent. It's like a veil. You see it's there, but it's so transparent mm-hmm. to gradually progressing into something that is so like bold. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has been the journey of my spiritual like evolution 
Mm-hmm. And the the turning point where it started to become more and more solid and not so much like something like hearts, diff- like not, not something that's so like pentasmagoric, but rather very like lucid. That's most, that's mainly when like I personally would mark the point of like, okay, this is like when my spiritual awakening uh, began, but truly it has been taking form in the energetic field and it just like it's like going something going from like being just energy and to manifestation basically that's what i'm trying to like explain through this yeah. like both <laughs> phase so um at the time where like we the love was created i think it was like right at the cusp of like that becoming very like manifest in my physical life that that the the, and that's when the birds appeared mm-hmm. and it's just you know yeah. through we the love and that magnetism it created an attraction of like-minded people people who are attracted to the same frequency as I'm on or the frequency that I'm headed towards it's just like it's literally this processes that have been taking place within me becoming manifest in physical world so that did definitely happen simultaneously with the birth of we the love and the birds and with the thoughts and with the the downloads that became also more like in my face as opposed to being just kind of like you know you you just come out from this like dream state into something that okay like this is in front of my face I yeah yeah I I acknowledge you and this is super like I'm conscious of you you know it's like just something that's lingering in my subconscious mind yeah, it's a download. How? What's this experience of having a download? Like, what does that feel like for you? I feel like I've had creative downloads before, but when you were explaining to me when we were chatting about your exhibition, you said that those downloads of that art, you had downloads of that art and just because you started sketching. So obviously since then, you've probably had more downloads. <laughs> so can you describe that feeling? I mean, for me, I feel like I just get, it's like almost like clairvoyance. Like I just see, I just... That's my experience. Like, I just like, uh, it just comes to me like this idea. Yeah, it's it's like, it's just like an idea just comes to me out of nowhere. That when you know, you just know. You just know. You're like, where did this just come from? But okay, I'm listening. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing, like the story I've shared with you when the period in my life where I was working on my uh, paintings for my exhibition, at that time, the downloads were very visual. Mm. And at the level of consciousness I was at at that time, I wasn't fully in a mental space where I was able to apply that to my life. However, like most of the, the visuals in my paintings, they, I would like, they would come to me in my sleep. And I remember just, I would wake, wake up like in the middle of the night, sometimes just like sketch and go back to sleep, like do a quick sketch. And, and then I would bring that to life on canvas. So it's just that progression of something starting from visual and then kind of like taking a form just, just slowly coming into like physical my physical reality you know so then later on it became more clear what along with like having these visuals that maybe just came during in my like sedated state or unconscious state it would just be popping at me from every corner you know like I I I can't just walk down the street and overhear specific part of a conversation and I know that is meant for me and I grab that and I apply that to like this processes that are going on of like it's just like a continuous process 
of unlocking these like rooms in your mind. And each room has like a, a new truth that is your truth, you know? Yeah. It's it's like, I don't know if you've, if like, if you've ever encountered encountered a sign, you know what it's like. It's just like a specific type of knowing that does not require like an external affirmation but rather when you encounter something external that is actually an affirmation of what you already got internally if that that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's like the flip it's like a it's like a reverse thing where it's like basically before you and like before you step into this world of like downloads I guess it's what like in a spiritual world that's how they're referred to and it's not just like it, it because it might sound very abstract to somebody who's not familiar with like the whole concept of the terminology used in the spiritual world and but there's like many other explain like it's just a clarity knowing that that information is meant for you and and it's for you and you're supposed to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And somebody standing next to you might have heard that same word, but it just doesn't resonate with them. It doesn't make any sense to them. So that's your download because it is meant to age you on your mission here. Because we're all on a mission that is very much so our own. And it's just like these concepts, getting in a place where you just slowly start to understand that. And when you go in that flow, like universe just like slowly gives you these downloads for whatever you're ready for. And it's what I'm meaning by it's like a reverse process is, is that normally we are used to getting knowledge from the external world, like whether it's schooling, books, like we're just told these things. Right. And yeah. Then we're supposed to go through life and apply that. But this is a reverse thing where you're getting it from here. And as you go through life, you see how it fits to something that like already exists in mm-hmm. that outside world. So like, I don't know if, it, if it's making sense of the way that I'm explaining, but to me that like, that is when I feel the most aligned with myself is when I have a thought, a realization, a concept, a download, wherever you want to call it, that I feel like, okay, this is coming from me. It's not something anyone told me. It's not anything I ever read. And then down the line, like, I don't know, I'm in a lecture and I'm learning a a theory by a very famous (laughs) psychologist and they, in their own words, explain the same thing. And I'm, so that's what I mean. You get the affirmation later on from the external world and you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm onto something, you know, this was <laughs> like, you know, and you just integrate those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when you're on that path and you start to see these synchronicities, but maybe you're not even, you know, spiritual or doing the inner work or you don't meditate or try to like connect with your higher self, but like for someone that doesn't even do those things. And then all of a sudden they start to see these synchronicities, they start to trip out. I'm like, why do I keep seeing 444 or 1111? Or you think of someone in like the call you the next day, these little synchronicities, it's just really you're in alignment and it is messages from the universe saying you're on the right path, keep going and recognize them. And, and, or they they can be messages from loved ones, just trying to communicate with you at the same time. I love synchronicities. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, it, and ultimately it's really like the power of the mind. And that is like mm-hmm. my favorite thing to talk about all the way dating back to like the, the time where I was working on my paintings again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would like, you, you see a lot of sequences of like 
human brains I've painted. Yeah. Actually, Mimi, do you remember when we were in the middle of Brooklyn in that neighborhood doing Ellen's photo shoot? Mm -hmm. We were just walking around. I don't know if you remember this, but my grandfather had passed away two days before. And so obviously I was carrying this around in my heart. You know, I was sad and, but you know, I was there (laughs) for working and we're in the middle of the, I've never been in this neighborhood in my life. Okay. And I never got to say my goodbyes. It was, you know, sudden and uh, basically, and he was living in Manchester. So basically we're walking down that random street. You're taking photos of Ellen. I look up and the street in front of me, Norman Ave. Do you remember this? I And you told me you took a photo of it, I think. Yeah. And I stopped in my tracks. We were right. I was taking a photo of Ellen in that mirror wall. Yes. Yes. Remember? Yes. I remember that. Wow. And I was like, (gasps) like that for me was like the ultimate sign of signs that I've ever had of him being like, hi, I'm okay. Like I, I I got so much from that. I was like, holy fuck. Like I couldn't believe it. And And you felt that, you know, like I felt that for somebody who has not yet awakened to the power of the signs, because signs are there all our lives. It's Mm -hmm. just that one day you just wake up to them. Even this story might sound like, oh, so what? You saw a street name. But that you don't understand. Norman Av, that name is like so old school. Like he had died the two days before. This is like a sign. Like It is. Like you just, you don't even have to explain that you feel that. You I felt it in my guts, in my heart. Like it was like. like you feel that. <laughs> that. This is not by accident that I know here at this time and, you know. It's it was insane. I mean, I have synchronicities quite often, but that for me was very profound in that moment. You know, watch for the signs, everyone. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> so after the past few years of really diving into We The Love, its community and the conversations with the followers, you decided to actually dig a little deeper and go back to school for psychology. Tell us a little bit more about this decision and how can this really help you learn better to navigate We The Love and its foundation? This whole processes that have began to take place uh, within the We The Love base, these exchanges I'm having with my audience and just like it's an infinite exchange of inspiration and understanding. And it ultimately began with me sharing my understandings, me sharing my perceptions with them. And it just like so many people ended up wanting to explore more, wanting to understand more, not just about what's going on in my mind, but rather also being inspired to explore within their minds, you know, grabbing things from what I'm sharing and then applying that to them. So it's a, it's like an ever-growing and continuous process of these exchanges, which over time, you know, as much as I give it and show pieces that they need, they equally give me and show the pieces the the in what aspects do I need growth and what aspects do I need to further take a look at and to further like enhance my capabilities so as it grows you know like the demand of the space in itself shows me the demand of the space within me actually and that's the beautiful thing for me because it's not something that like I am I created some kind of like I don't know, whatever business that I'm serving, it's just truly 
me taking what's in here out there, sharing that with the people and in the process of like, it's showing me where I need to advance to serve that space. I'm simultaneously serving the growth within me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how it came about. And like psychology, it has been something that's been like lingering in my subconscious mind. Even when I uh, went, to, I went to school for fashion merchandising straight out of uh, high school. And in my mind, like very quiet voice, it, like I remember even them being like, or psychology, but you know, at that time choosing what I chose because that was the path that, that I had to walk at that time. And so it kind of like, I kind of put it on a shelf and then this natural progression kind of showed me that, okay, now is the time revisiting that interest and revisiting it in a way that it feels so aligned and it feels so right. And I have had my own, I guess, complex relationship with the academic world. And it just makes a whole world of difference to be in that space with a purpose, with a reason, and with like knowing of this is why I'm here to uh like understanding how I'm going to use this time, this knowledge to not just benefit my mission, but to benefit, I don't know, world, hopefully, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just such a shift, even the way I approach my study, the experience I'm having when I'm t- doing exams and like recalling back when I was a teenager and being in that space because I felt like that's what I had to do because that's what right. you to do because yes. oh, you have to and you have to choose. And now you life. want to be there. And now it feels like, it doesn't feel like, I don't know how to, it's not that it should be one or the other, but it should be an equal exchange where you feel like whatever, whether that's an academic space or workspace, it should feel like you are equally serving one another. Mm-hmm. difference at this time is that I feel that however in the past I felt like I was serving it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah it's a beautiful experience so far and it's definitely helping me being able to articulate like learn how to articulate this very like abstract thoughts that I'm having this abstract downloads that are uh, I, I might have like a difficulty making it understandable, you know, and to making it understandable for people, you know, who, well, also not just even people, first and foremost, making it understandable for myself because yeah. these can be very abstract or because that's where it begins. Like if, if I'm not able to fully articulate something in my mind with words, then I'm not able to articulate that to you. So if I'm not being able to articulate something to you, it's because I'm not being able to do that for myself. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, helping me greatly in that uh, aspect. And also just like learning so much about a human being, just the the development of human being and the possibilities that can be at play in shaping of our beings. And then taking that information and kind of like drawing parallels with my understanding of this journey I have been, this a uh, journey of like introspecting and being like courageously just marching through the world within me and mm-hmm. being like, I'm ready. I'm here to like face like every aspect of me that I have 
in the past, whether it was consciously or unconsciously, have repressed, rejected, denied, you know? I have been on that journey for, you know, like the past three three years, I would say. And to have this like additional understanding of it through studies that have been done, through theories that exist. So it makes it, I don't know, I guess more tangible for mm-hmm. me. And I definitely see its purpose in my journey and how it will aid me going forward to better be able to share this journey and understanding of what it means to be a human being and what it means to be loved, you know? Absolutely. And I think this is the thing. It's never too late to go back to school or upgrade yourself or to learn something new. And you felt that this was the time to revisit this because you already had it in the back of your mind when you were a teenager. And after many years, here you are going back. And I think that's really great. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, I would like to add that it's so important to, you know, it's this like journey that we are collectively already on. And it is a part of that journey that a paradigm shift that we are collectively on earth going through. already the the aspect of like how we approach education how we understand education and how do we introduce this concept to the children you know to to make it something that is understood as a tool as opposed to as uh something to fear Mm -hmm. because because of the fact that our dominant vibration on earth right now is fear driven, that aspect also, you know, we are afraid of the loans. It's just all these other aspects that actually should not (laughs) at all be Be blocked. Yes. Be such a, a dominant aspect when it comes to like education. Yeah. Cause that stops a lot of people. I think also just like finances and, yeah. Not having and, the resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, like we are just in desperate need of like re-envisioning everything, every aspect of life, every aspect that, that we need as human beings on our <laughs> in our human experience. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it's not like anything doesn't exist. Everything already exists. You know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It only transforms. It can only be recycled. And like going back to the, the concept of bridging the gap between the old and the new, like I truly feel like my mission is aligned with that idea that like I I'm here on like recycling duties, you know, I am here to re-envision this already existing ideas that have gotten so lost in translation and so like buried under the layers of fear to kind of like reveal the core of the, because there is so much wisdom in already existing institutions or just concepts, human concepts. Like it's not that it's all bad. It's just the way humanity progress and it's the way we think we have to go about it that is hurting. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget about like our own dreams and goals and and just kind of forget about that because you get stuck in the matrix, right? So such a hamster wheel. (laughs) And we have to remember these things, you know? So I think we're reintegrating, doing the great reset 
in this moment now. And, you know, there will be definitely a spectrum or divide of people who are ready to do the reset or who just want to fall back into old behaviors and and ways of being on this planet. So if we can collectively come together, raise our vibrations and create this new world, then I think we might have a chance. No, I, I believe we're on that journey. It just yeah. gotta take time. It's taking time, but I think it's like progressing more rapidly than we might think. Mm-hmm. I mean, Would you say that there's a collective shift happening right now in the world, like with global downloads happening to people all over and, you know, with them trying to understand what it really means to be love and to be free and just to be who you are? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, most definitely it is happening and we're very much so in the, the, the beginning of these processes aligned in this way. And it makes sense. You, you're probably aware of the fact that we just like stepped into a new epoch that like the Aquarius. Yes. Know, we, we go through, humanity goes through this like revamping every 200 years and mm-hmm. we're coming out of like the earth era and going into the air because the Aquarius, you know, it's an air song. And the things that are happening right now, this collective shift, the sort of like dismantling of the new and rebuilding of the, re, like rebuilding of something new, it's very much so in alignment with, you know, what it, the, the concepts of air. Mm-hmm. It, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, I think, in correlation with just like a natural life cycle that so happens to be so stretched out in time that it's like every 200 years that like our generation, like because we don't get to live for 200 years, that's why it feels so strange and foreign. If this was something that like very on this level happened every 10 years, it wouldn't be so like confusing for humanity. But mm-hmm. because it is something that is so stretched out in, in time, this level of like- The upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this level that works. So I truly, I don't know, I'm very grateful to be living in, in this time and space because I think it's with all of its like ups and downs, I believe it's a very special time to be alive, to, to experience the past. And the beginning of the new, and I'm sure like it will probably be, I don't know, can you imagine like once we're like 100 years into the age of Aquarius, it's probably going to be beautiful. But I feel like we are, we live in a time where it's very brave, courageous thing for our souls to be here at this time. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of responsibility. And yeah, I think we're existing at a very special time. Yeah. And I think like at the same time, if you're doing your own inner work and, you know, continuously putting your energy back into yourself and having boundaries and taking that time for yourself, like before we, when we were talking prior, you were saying, you know, I need to have more self-care, you know, remember that I have to have boundaries. And I think it's important right now, especially to do this inner work so that when you're feeling your best self and you're in alignment, then you can then serve others or give a piece of yourself to the world or to someone else in need. And, you know, when you are vibrating at that frequency of your best self, you also energy attracts energy. So you meet other people that are on your frequency and it's so great because you can't, you don't have to explain anything to each other. You just get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's such a great comfort that mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, like trying to all not get too in that comfort zone where I'm only interacting with those kind of uh, people that I'm just like, I don't have to work so much, but 
I need to, because that is a part of what I need to do to be able to communicate this verbally to those who don't instantly click. What you said is like, certainly that's what's happening. It's so, it is number one thing to begin the inner work because without the inner work, it's not gonna happen on the outside world. That is why we're experiencing so many people with spiritual awakening, so many people with these downloads because as within, so without. That is, I don't, I cannot express it in words how accurate that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at the world, what is happening outside of us in humanity is very much so a reflection of what is happening within us. And what is happening within us is fragmentation, you know? Mm-hmm. It's divide. It's this divide that is happening on the outside world. It's not just happening on the outside world. It is a literal reflection of what we in this day and age, it, it is it is the curse. <laughs> this is the dominant demons within, you know, fragmentation, which is this process of having so many aspects of self and rejecting so many aspects of self as you grow. And this all, almost it happens on autopilot, like as we progress through life, like a natural development of a human being. I don't know if it's sign of the times that we're just coming out of or why it has been like this, why it hasn't been so obvious in, in the past generations that this is something that we need to shed light on. But, you know, everything I have this phrase on We the Love that I always say. Everything's aligning in divine timing. So. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it now I'm like going to question why this is happening now and not 200 years earlier because, you know, this is the time. Timing. Yeah. Um, it is, we are in the age of integration. That is why there's so much divide happening because that has to, like, when you begin the inner work with yourself and when you start those processes, you can see parallels with what's going on within you. You can, like, draw parallels with what's going on with the outside world because that is really how it happens. Like, at first, you're completely, you're absolutely unaware of the fact that there is, so many aspects of yourself that you have throughout your life rejected and they are in one way or another trying to get your attention, whether it's through mental health problems that we experience, uh, whatever issues that are dominating human existence right now, those are all a manifestation of the aspects of ourselves trying to, you know, get your attention, like somehow, some way, you know, and this age that we are in right now, this collective shift is a work of integration. And that starts with within. And that is what ultimately we, the love carries the, that motive mm-hmm. of what does it mean? To, what is love? We, the love. Yeah. We say we, the love, but what is we, the love is we, the love, all of us there, or is it's not just everyone that is like in the images of we, the love and the audience of we, the love, all of those people are a reflection of what's within me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I experience when I'm having those energy exchanges with the people that I'm photographing. They are a chance for me to perceive fragments of myself and to become aware of those aspects in my own way, not in one-in-one literal means. I'm just in a very abstract way, but you know, it makes sense in some way, you know, all is me and I am all that is the message that it carries. And the the journey is so long, you know, even like two years ago, before I met you, I felt like I was at the peak of my, I was like rainbows and butterflies, but (laughs) 
you know, universe slapped me hard, like back to back twice. And yeah. I was like, listen, and it's, I don't know. I, I think it like for us, it, it is a lifelong journey for me, I feel like. However, we have the power to like create a new world, a new society where hundred years into the age of Aquarius, it will not be something that people will have to dedicate their lifetimes to, something that we give to our children. We yeah. still this in them, this acceptance, integration uh, to uh, birth new generations who do not suffer from fragmentation. Mm-hmm. And when we birth those generations who do not suffer from internal fragmentation, we, ger- we birth societies that also do not suffer fragmentation, but rather are in union and mm-hmm. work together in harmony. So that's what the inner work is about. It's about slowly through this process, integrating all parts of yourself that you have rejected growing up throughout your life because somebody didn't like it, they didn't like it, whatever it is. You know, it's a very deep concept that I I will not get into now, but I would love (laughs) to talk about it in depth because that's, you know, that's what what one of my like main interests and like magnetism towards like psychology because it allows me truly to like explore those concepts and see so many different perspectives that already exist and kind of like recycle them and look at, add my own flavor to them, you know? So yes, like love, that's what love is. Love is acceptance and understanding. But what are you accepting and understanding? Are you accepting and understanding selectively or are you accepting and understanding collectively? That is what it means to be like one while understanding that you're a separate being also understanding that as within so without what I don't like in you is something I don't like in myself what I like in you is something that I like in myself or I would like to have it within me yeah what I judge in you is something I judge in me and it is so difficult in the beginning to understand that because you're like what do you mean I do not carry that aspect but dig deeper baby because you definitely (laughs) Well, there's like, we marry each other, right? So exactly what you just said, we are mirrors of one another. Mm -hmm. For sure. Life is, what is life about? Life is a friend of mine one time, a close friend of mine was driving and she, she, her father passed and she was telling me, you know, Mimi, my dad used to always tell me this. And do you know what the meaning of life, like what is the most important aspect of life? And I'm like, what? And she was like, and I guessed something, I don't know. It's like two years ago or something. And she's like relationships. And she's like, this is something that my dad told me when I was really young. And, you know, it's stuck with me ever since. And I think about it, it is, there's nothing more true than that because relationships, connection, that is our biggest key to progress our souls because when I'm in a relationship with someone whether that I mean especially in romantic relationships you're like the closest mirror but any kind of human relation is a possibility for you to perceive parts of yourself Mm -hmm. that you have neglected you have rejected that you refuse to accept and to work on the integration that is what we're here for to yeah. integrate internally so we can integrate externally you know yeah absolutely that's so thank you for sharing that <laughs> i want to talk about your last name though abintra because i feel like this ties into what we're discussing right now this isn't actually your legal last name it's something that you decided to 
change. Why did you decide to change it? And tell us what it means. Well, I know what it means, but (laughs) I feel like it really fits with this right now. (laughs) Actually, if I'm being truly honest, where the desire to acquire something different than my original last name stems all the way from me being an immigrant kid in America and Mm. experiencing ultimately like my desire to even have a last name or pseudonym that is like different from my actual last name stems from my experience as being an immigrant kid in American schooling system. And I'm actually like very recently on my journey of integration um, have uh, discovered that um, I'm of my life, how much I've like brushed it off my shoulders and, you know, pretended to myself that it didn't impact me in the way that it, it actually did, you know? So yeah, that was a time where I was an immigrant kid in American schooling system, experiencing quite a difficult time having everyone from students to teachers not either not willing to pronounce my last name, making fun of my last name. Just it made me feel bad to have that last name. It made me feel bad to be from Georgia, a place where no one knew. And they were asking me, well, the state and how come you don't speak uh, English well? And all these comments that, you know, stuck with my unconscious self throughout my lifetime that, like I said, all my life, I've been like brushing it off and pretending that it doesn't exist. And on on this journey of self-integration, I've Mm -hmm. uh, revisited um, in the process of revisiting that time and being able to even speak about it right now openly, just like a huge progression uh, for me. Um, So yeah, I I just remember and and then trying to explain what Georgia was. And especially like back then, we didn't have these like uh, developments and this kind of like achievements Georgia has had in like the dominating culture as of recent, whether it's in the fashion industry, techno industry, like we've had a a lot of great progress (laughs) that, you know, that I'm just so like happy and proud about actually. Uh, So, yeah, I remember even going through a phase where I was just so tired of trying to explain what it was. I would say that I am from Russia, (laughs) which is absolutely like now, like being a Georgian and like being absolutely impressed by Russia and continuously trying to be, you know, them trying to take over and dominate our space. It's just a very, you know, you'd never say that now, but yeah. just like you didn't have any other, I, I felt like I didn't have any other, it just like, let me just get them off my back, but then being like, then speak Russian. And then I'm like, <laughs> I figure. so all this stuff that I, I yeah, did, you know, so that, that was, I think main, even though I wasn't like consciously applying to that, I was just like, oh, I, I want to have like a pronounceable last name, but you know, with anything that I, I do in my life, I, I'm constantly seeking and searching for meaning or applying meaning to things. So um, I embarked on a journey of finding like a perfect fit (laughs) that would be comfortable for others and meaningful for me. (laughs) And I, I, in the process of like exploring Latin language, I came across up intra, which is actually two words and it means from within. There you go, everyone, (laughs) from within. (laughs) And I love that because anytime I use that 
uh, name to represent anything, a product or whatever, it feels very good because it doesn't feel like that's just something that's mine. It feels like something that applies and can apply to every single person, you know, like anytime you say a venture, you're saying from within, Mm -hmm. it's not just about me, it's about all of us, all of us coming from a place of within space, coming from a place of accepting selves and integrating all aspects of selves and being like in harmony with all. You know, so mm-hmm. meaning from within. <laughs> Love it. Do you have one or two muses you'd like to give a shout out to? I have many muses. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and an emerging a name in the world of cinema, a very, very close friend of mine, like a sister. <laughs> uh, Tina Maharadze is an incredible woman uh, who, you know, we'll be hearing a lot about in the cinema cinema world and in the world at large who is incredibly aligned with the source and is creating some incredible magical like revolutionary cinema and I'm very excited about her journey and everything that she has and will create so that's Tina Mafaraza, Thea Abashiza you know her yes yes an incredible woman who is doing amazing things and providing such an incredible safe space for people to come together that is basement a space that New York needed very mm-hmm. much um and I'm excited for that to open back up hopefully soon and of course Ellen Ellen Allians. Yeah. Who <laughs> brought us together? Her music, her sets, her music just sets my soul on fire. Like, and I just feel incredibly like energetically just. Yes. She's a very, very, very special soul for sure. And I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you haven't heard about any of these women, you. I'm going to link your muses in your episode description so people can check them out. And actually Ellen's music is the intro music for my podcast. So now we're going to do follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? Well, it was during the, the pandemic lockdown over the summer that I actually went through a lot of like pretty heavy inner work and inner revelations that led me to make certain decisions. One of which was to go back to school, which has been like an incredible outcome out of this, you know, very mostly devastating occurrence in the world right now. And I think through it all, you know, many people I've spoken with, you know, they're all managing to, you know, extract some sort of good from it. And that is an absolute necessary in life from anything. I believe any, any negativity that, um, negativity that. Yeah. Embracing change, I think is important. Um, It's also, it's, it's like the concept of integration, like integrating acceptance of the bad with the good, you know, not just only being excited and willing to accept the existence of the the good, but also like seeing how what we are accustomed to perceiving as negative, seeing how that also is has its own benefits and for its, its own uh, reason for existing and integrating, then being like, okay, I see you, I accept you, and I I, I hear you, like 
I know you have a purpose. So yeah, um, it's been a very isolating um, experience for me, but very necessary, I believe. Even in the moments where I don't understand those periods that seem difficult to get through, I'm somebody who like really has a, a strong connection with the greater good, you know? So even in those moments, I'm always like knowing that only way out is through and that it has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. So just let go and let God and just trust the process, surrender, (laughs) be in your ebb and flow. All of these things I always tell myself. (laughs) It's it's difficult. It's not easy. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a very difficult journey, Mm -hmm. but as long as you're willing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I will link everything in the information below so everyone can check out We The Love, see exactly what we're talking about here and be part of the community. And, you know, I'm just so proud of you and your journey and everything you're doing. And I I hope to see you in the future. <laughs> thank you so much. I, I, no, I will see you in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to that reunion because I have a feeling there will be some music involved. I feel I this is, that. yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, you well, for sharing uh, your platform, and I am like appreciative of that, and I have really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> okay, well, have a beautiful weekday and we'll see you soon. Love you. Love you.